gospel message in tonight's gospel message the story i want to revisit because it's a story that we've heard many many times and i'm sure i've even talked about it several times on a previous gospel message but when i i read it again recently there was something that the lord pointed out to me and i was fascinated by it and in mark 10 we read about uh actually in not just the whole chapter of mark 10 this is uh mark 10 uh from this is about the story about blind bartimaeus and from verse 46 of mark 10 it reads, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, this is Jesus, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway begging. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more, a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called unto the blind man saying, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. It's, a, it's an amazing story, and it's a touching story, very touching story. The compassion of Jesus, the immediate um, sternness of the disciples, and then they were the ones that now said to him, Oh, be of good comfort, he calleth thee. But the part that I wanted to talk about was that verse. Um, and this is verse... verse 50. We'll start from 49. And Jesus stood still. I love that too. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Verse 50. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. That casting away his garment just grabbed my attention when I read this passage this time around. And he casting away his garment. And I'm like, what is the significance of that garment? Because there has to be a significance. Otherwise, it, it would not have been referenced. It could have just said he stood up and went to see Jesus or he 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 answered Jesus and, and got up. It says, casting away his garment. So I did a little research and 
in the research that I saw, it says that because he was a beggar, he was a blind beggar. So this garment, apparently beggars, I mean, it's almost obvious when you see someone begging on the street that they're homeless because of their appearance. Very rarely will you see someone in a Brooks Brothers thousand thousands of dollars worth suit sitting on the side of the street begging. You wouldn't even give that person any money because you know that person does not have the appearance of one who needs money. But this particular beggar and most beggars that we've ever seen usually have a look about them. But um, the, the research that I looked at said that in that time, there was a particular cloak, I guess, that was customary for beggars to wear. Um, whether it was given to them, whether it was the last of their possessions, I don't know. But their garment was symbolic of their quote-unquote profession. You know, it was very obvious that he was a beggar by the cloak, by the garment that was upon him. It had become his identity. That was his fruit for the most part. You know, the Bible says, by their fruits we shall know them. That was his fruit. That was his symbol. That was his trademark. It was his identifying mark, that beggar's cloak that he wore. And he was sitting on the side of the road. This passage tells us, and when he heard that it was Jesus, he couldn't see Jesus, but he heard. So you have to gather that, you know, um, being that he was blind, his, his sense of hearing was probably heightened. And when he heard the ruckus, he heard the sounds, or maybe he heard the, the, the sounds of a bunch of people, because the, that passage also says, with his disciples and a great number of people. So when he heard the ruckus, that was indicative of a bunch of people passing by, he kind of figured, oh, that must be him. And immediately he cried out. He said, Jesus of Nazareth, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He had heard of Jesus's reputation. He had heard of who he was and what he had been doing. He had heard. He sits on the side of the road all day, every day. So he's listening. He can't see, but he's certainly listening. So he hears things. So he must have heard of Jesus's fame. And when he heard Jesus was coming around and then he now got the indication that it was him, he started to yell. He started to cry out, Jesus of Nazareth, son of David, have mercy on me. And people told him to be quiet, that he should hold his peace. But even he cried out even louder. When they told him to be quiet, where he probably was talking before now, he started to yell. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says, Jesus stood still. He stood still. He got Jesus' attention. He stood still. He stopped. He stood still. I mean, that's an amazing few words. And Jesus stood still. This man, his cry to Jesus, his earnest, desperate cry to Jesus caused Jesus to take notice, caused him to pause, caused him to stop. And then he commanded that he come unto him. And then when he commanded him that he come unto him, it didn't just say he's, he, he just got up and went. He says he cast aside the beggar's garment. Think about it. He was a beggar, a blind beggar. That has been his lot for however number of years, but it had been his lot. And he wanted to be delivered from that predicament. He wanted to be delivered from that situation. So when Jesus called him, the first thing he did was to cast 
aside his garment. He threw it off. It's like this, I want to be delivered from this situation. He cast it aside. And then now that was the part that he could do himself. He couldn't give himself sight. He couldn't restore his own vision. But that beggar's garment that he was consigned to because of his blindness, he took that off. That was the part that was within his power. He took it off. And that was why when I read this passage, I think about us. We who come to the Lord asking for deliverance in one way or another. There are some things in this life that we are consigned to. And there are some things that have been placed on us either by illness or, or disability or some sort of hardship, financial hardship, whatever the case may be. And we're seeking deliverance from Jesus. There are certain things we cannot do for ourselves. In as much as we can take medication, we cannot heal ourselves. If we are trusting Christ for healing, then we go to him earnestly, begging him, calling upon his name to heal us. But it could be that we're laying down in bed and we're laying down from morning to night. And some illnesses might be to the extent that we are incapacitated, but some are not. And they just require that we get up. They just require that we fall to our knees. They just require that we open our mouths and say a prayer. They just require that we just get up and go to church or go to the fellowship of, of, of Christ where we can have people pray for us. There are things that we can do for ourselves. When we are asking for deliverance from one thing or another, there might be something in our lives that we should not be doing. There might be things, practices that we should not be engaging in. In order to get deliverance, there are probably some cloaks in our lives that we need to cast off. Is that cloak a habit? Is that cloak a practice? Is that cloak the company that we're keeping? Is that cloak the activities that we're engaging in? There is always a cloak that we need to cast off a route to asking Christ for our deliverance. If we are asking for deliverance, but yet we are still wearing the cloak of our infirmity, holding it on to ourselves as if, it, as if we are stuck with it. We are not stuck with our cloaks. Now, unless we're paralyzed and we cannot move those things, or unless we're mute and then we cannot ask someone in the event that we are incapacitated, we cannot ask someone to take it off. We have to be desperate to take off that cloak that identifies us with that infirmity. We have to take it off. So if there is something that we're doing or something that we are not doing as we are en route to Christ, to cry out to him, to beseech him, to petition him, to deliver us from our infirmity, to deliver us from our hardship, to deliver us from the prisons that we are, we are bound in or the chains and fetters that we are bound by or the strongholds that enclose us as we entreat Christ. What is the cloak upon us that we need to shed? And this is the question we have to ask ourselves. And if we don't know, then this is the question we have to ask Christ, that he reveal it to us by the power of his Holy Spirit. What is the cloak that is on me that I need to take off as I am en route to Christ to ask him for deliverance? Blind Bartimaeus cast off that cloak. 
with a quickness the minute he knew that he had the attention of Christ. The minute Christ called him and said, come on to me. He didn't go with his beggar's cloak. He went with his blindness because he could not relieve himself of the blindness. But he also went with faith, knowing that Christ could relieve him of that blindness. But that beggar's cloak was, that beggar's cloak was in his power to shed. There are many things that plague us as Christians. There are many things that bind us. There are many things that hinder us. Many of our situations that we're in, that we're begging Christ to deliver us from, many of those situations, we put ourselves there. And also, we keep ourselves there. We continue to identify with those situations, with our behaviors, with our practices, with our words, with our language, whatever it is. There is something that we are doing or there's something that we are refusing to do that could at least some way, some form, alleviate us to a certain extent. Total deliverance comes from God and God alone in Christ Jesus. But there are things that we do ourselves that keep us in bondage. Today, the Lord is telling us to cast off that beggar's cloak. As we are coming to him in faith, asking him to deliver us, trusting him to deliver us, believing that he can and will deliver us, we is asking us to cast off the cloak that we have put on ourselves that identifies us with that infirmity, that identifies us with that predicament, that identifies us with that situation, that bondage situation, that sickness situation, that illness situation, whatever it is, whatever it is, there is always a cloak upon us that has caused us, especially if it is something that is repetitive. If it's something that we have been asking God for a long, 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 long time, Lord, deliver me, Lord, deliver me. Guaranteed that there is some cloak that we are wearing that has identified us with that situation. And that cloak, 9.99999% of the time, we have put that cloak on ourselves. We have just made peace with this situation and, 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 and continue the practice of the situation. Every day it says he was on that roadside begging. It had become his habit. It had become his life. It had become his lifestyle. Many of our sinful behavior, many of our, our, our bondage behavior, many of our bad habits, Many of the things that bind us have become a lifestyle for us. We have gotten into the practice of those things. We do them all the time. It is habit. It is life and lifestyle. And yet we are asking Jesus to deliver us when we're very well entrenched in the lifestyle of bondage to begin with. Christ is saying, cast off the cloak that identifies us with that bondage and then come to him. So that he can now do the one that we cannot do. There is always something that we can do. There is always something that we should not be doing. Whichever way it falls for us, we have to come to the point where we identify what that cloak is. And start as we're coming to Jesus, as we're going to him in the hope and belief that he will deliver us. We have to be willing to part with the situation. We cannot continue to engage in the things that keep us in our bonded state. We cannot continue to engage in the practices that keep us slaves 
to that thing. We have to cast off the cloak and then go to Jesus. Be of good comfort and go to him so that he too will say to us, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.